You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 24 of the 2022 season. This episode is brought to you by... Give the ball to the Italians, a game plan made popular by Toronto FC and Will Ferrell in Kicking and Screaming. No, 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 no. Actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon supporters of the MLS Fantasy Insider. It's because of you and your support that we're able to keep this project going, and I thank you so, so much every Monday and every time I sit down to do something podcast-related. Thank you so much, everybody. I'm your host, Reed Connolly, from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and tonight I'm joined by my partners in fantasy, MLSFI Classic episode, if you will, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. How are you all doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm doing really well. Fantastic. Also, for those of you listening to us on uh, SoundCloud or however you like to enjoy your podcast media, I am uh, wearing a bucket hat. It's yep. it's marvelous. Happened. Ashley is not. Blaine is. And uh, my wife hates it. But if you want to check out our YouTube channel, MLS Fancy Boss, and just see see some of the video uh, and some of the little random behind the scenes uh, that you don't get to listen to as part of the podcast, I head over. You can see that. Make fun of me. Leave a comment. It's all good stuff. Uh, last week, as you all may have seen, we did not have a podcast. Thank you so much to Andrew Crawlard, who put out a little video on his own that I did share through Twitter, and some other people did, so thank you so much for that. Um, I had a little little last-minute um, sickness, just Baby Roo wasn't, wasn't feeling too well, had some problems, and so I had to assist Mrs. MLS Fantasy Boss to address that and we just weren't able to get the podcast going. So you know what? It happens. Uh, Blaine had some stuff going on as well and so we just thought it would be better to to call it instead of send yeah. poor Ashley through through the four, well, four technical that's what difficulties. I was just echo really quick the one time that I had to run it on my own technologically it was subpar and I, uh, I did not think anyone wanted to listen to me talk alone about <laughs> fantasy for 45 minutes so I figured. <laughs> but, yeah, I, we know it was a big double game week. Uh, which, sorry that we weren't able to get some stuff out, but but life just, just hit us all with a big sledgehammer. But we are back this week, and uh, we are looking forward to putting out the content and talking about what did happen last week. It was it was huh. kind of a crazy round. Uh, if you're in chat, please do share your scores with us. And, Ashley, kick us off and let us know how you did. Yeah, you know, I felt like I dodged a couple of big bullets, watched my score throughout the weekend, felt pretty good about it, ended on 140, thought, look at you, Ashley, pretty decent week. And then I looked who I was playing in head-to-head, and I was playing Blaine, and I won't say his score, I'm going to let him have that. <coughs> but uh, let's just say I did not win that head-to-head. I won the rest <laughs> of the head-to-heads, uh, which I was pretty pretty content with to just, to just miss out on the one. Uh, to Blaine, you know, it's a it's a MLS Fantasy Insider Derby, so obviously you want to win it, but what can you do? Um, but yeah, I just, I, I hate Carranza, and I, you know, 140, can't complain too much. What was your round rank, or week rank on that? Like 205. Something that I was like, oh, not terrible, but yeah, I mean, nothing, I didn't screenshot it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel so bad, because I dropped a 155 for week rank 12 hammered on me 155 am i right <laughs> yeah 
Um, Ashley, I think I'm, I had forgot to prep this beforehand. I think you had the second highest score in the Experts League. I do. I sure did. Yeah. Uh, I hate that. I really hate high. that. <laughs> we always want to see everybody succeed, and Ashley succeeded this week. It's just yeah. luck of the draw to hit. Not enough, yeah. Okay. I went I went big. I trusted my gut on this one. Uh, I stuck with Santi Rodriguez, even though it was on the yellow card warning. He survived both games. He will be suspended this week. Asorio was my worst score with a six. Uh, I ended up throwing Carranza on the bench and just leaving him there. I left Gazdag in as a starter, which it paid off. And then my back line just hit like crazy. Wagner was my weakest one with a 12. Martins with the 16 and Palacios with the 15. Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time. Go with your double game week players, even on these. I know Mukhtar beat out a lot of guys. But take those safe double game week bets a lot of times because every once in a while they just hit. And I, this week they hit big. And I think, I mean, my two biggest mistakes were Osorio and a captain to Rongo over one of my midfielders. Yeah. But Santi on a yellow card and Gazdog being so hit or miss, I wasn't about to captain heel in this in this round. So I just went with the forward I thought had the best chance to get multiple goals. Uh, I mean, he got me an 11 doubled, so that's not terrible. But I said it in our host chat. And I think I don't remember one of you gave me a, a laugh, but I was considering captaining Wagner, which who would have been by one point. So two as a captain, well, a better captain than Chicho, because you and I both captain Chicho. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was an interesting week for who who should I have captained? Yeah. Uh, as for myself, I had a mixed bag. Uh, it was I, I went heavy with LAFC attack, so I had a. Uh, Sifuentes, Arango, and Vela. None of them captain because, like I said, baby was sick. So I just threw up uh, a, a basic team of, of 11, and that was it. So I didn't do any kind of switcheroos or anything. I, I just threw up a team, and, and that was it. Got 127 points off of that. Drew two of my head-to-heads, uh, strange enough. Won my experts, uh, but got beat to a lot of people in the 130s. You are probably looking for a score in the 130s this, this round to really have had had a solid chance at some victories. The, the 120 is probably a little bit lower than you would have hoped for. Uh, but still, I mean, I, I had Blake, I had, I, had, I had Wagner, I had Martins there uh, with 16 points there. I had Gold, I had Gazdog, I had Reynoso. So I had a lot of solid things. Um, did did have a cap in on Gil because that was some early thinking I was doing on Monday that I, I never got a chance to get back to. But I mean, had the nine doubled, not, not uh, it would be worse if I'd gone with Bella. So so there we go right there. But uh, some disappointment definitely for me with, with LAFC with, with, these, with these results. But we'll get more into that. Looking over at... Uh, at chat, a lot of fantastic scores. A lot of people in the 130s right there. Uh, I don't think I saw anybody come close to uh, to Blaine's score, but a lot of people in the 130s. So that's I think that's definitely where you were looking at. Uh, if you hit the 140s, which was definitely possible, as as Ashley and Blaine both showed you, uh, that you should have seen some some really good results with that. Let's talk about our takeaways from this past round and uh, our takearoos, if you will. And Blaine, let's start with you. Yeah, just a couple of quick hitters here. Uh, Nashville and Mukhtar are surging right now. Um, he looks good. The team's looking better. There's bonus points all over the place on this team, so keep them in mind. Um, I know we're all hyped about it. Philly's over overperforming on offense, for sure. Don't read into this what it is. They've had two monster games against D.C., and that's been where the bulk of these goals have come from. They've beat up on some pretty weak defenses, 
And so it is great to see their attack doing this. It is great to see that they're becoming more and more trusted fantasy options. They're not going to do this every week, and they're not going to do this against the better defenses. But they gave you some good points. And then Sporting's attack is looking really good with the addition of Tommy and Agata. Agata's got five goals in four games now. Um, we always try to watch those trends. Uh, right place at the right time. We've got some playmakers out there with Shallowy and Tommy now and Russell. And just having that central presence, it's opening up the field. And he's just the recipient of a lot of good crosses, good entry balls. The system's just working the way we've seen it work in the past because there's a good striker there. So that's bringing the whole group up. Defensively, Kansas City still sucks. But, I mean, you can look for goals in this one in any of their games. And as these games open up, you might even see more and more goals. I know the other a couple weeks ago or two, last weekend, there was a 4-3 with Austin. Just keep that in mind. The good attacking teams are going to be able to put some back on Kansas City, and those games have a tendency to really open up. Once one team starts scoring three or four, things can go really crazy really fast. Ashley? Yeah, I think um, I think the, the villains of the week for me this week were Sifu. Um, and Osorio. I think that a lot of us had, I know Oso was on a yellow card watch, so some people might have might have benched him and not reaped that. Um, and then I think if you had Sifu, you probably didn't have either Palacios or Crepos, so some people might have avoided that as well. Um, but those two were a real big disappointment, I think, um, across the board. Um, DC United and Philly is like nothing I've ever seen. Um, those two matchups just combined scores is is crazy um i think i don't know who we take except for taxi from a fantasy perspective from dc um but dc is just in a world of hurt right now and i again like blaine said i think that this score line is an exponentially heightened reflection of like how bad dc is and how good philly is i don't know that dc is that score line bad and philly is that score line good um but it just really makes makes you wonder about DC from a fantasy perspective in any way. Um, and then, man, Austin and Minnesota. Minnesota has just become the kryptonite for Austin FC, and it's been hard to to stop them. And so um, players that have, have scored really well and performed really well for them, you know, aren't against Minnesota. And that's just kind of fun. Um, and then from a non-double game week perspective, uh, Cucho for... Columbus is still scoring, breaking records for how quickly he's scoring um, in his opening games. It's just something to see. Definitely something to pay attention to, even on an away week this week. Uh, and then a bit of a personal note, uh, you know, just for me personally, as Seattle scored. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but they don't hardly ever the last three to four weeks, game weeks. Um, Seattle scored three. Marie Diaz back on the score sheet. Jordan Morris back on the score sheet. Um, people that, you know, in weeks or, or seasons past, we've come to rely on for some fantasy points, putting up some fantasy points. So, um, you know, I'll get to it, it later if I think that's something to pay attention to for this week in a rivalry week. But either way, it's nice to see some people, you know, that we count on for points, producing points again uh, for Seattle. I think you guys touched on most of the big ones. Uh, I, I agree with some that we have in chat. Uh, You're talking about... Agata and some scoring Kyoto, some scoring up Montreal. A lot of the uh, the Canadian teams getting it done. 
seeing seeing uh, gold uh, on on the charts again. So uh, questions about uh, Cucho being the real deal. Uh, I mean. I don't know. I yeah. I, I like him. Uh, he he's definitely got a lot of potential there, and a hell is reels coming up. So I I think uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know what kind of what you're going to take away from him. From so he's he's got a mixed bag. I guess that's kind of the takeaway that he's kind of been a bit of a mixed bag. But I, I think he's still a real deal from chat. But no, I think you guys covered a lot of it. Waning form, some some absences and changeovers. I, I think. I mean, there's 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 still some good stuff to be keeping your eye on as we're winding down the fantasy season so don't sleep not not time to sleep uh speaking of sleeping i have no transition for that uh, except this that we're going to be talking about housekeeping next and i'm going to talk about a little project that i have behind me with some some special packages that i have so housekeeping coming up in just a moment All right, let's talk about housekeeping for round 24. Uh, first, a little little bonus. Uh, for those of you, again, watching on the podcast, you will see the, the stream. You'll see that I've had some scarves in the background. I had a poll posted on Twitter recently, and I was asking how many rows of scarves I needed for my sidewall here in the MLS Fantasy Boss studio. Uh, and I think the, the winner was two rows, and I think that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, the bottom row, though, the top row, clearly I had one uh, interaction on Twitter saying, do they have to be Cincinnati scarves? Yes. The first, the top row has to be Cincinnati scarves, uh, but the bottom row is going to be some special scarves. I have been trying to collect as many of the MLS Cup champion scarves as I can, and so it's involved a lot of eBaying. And uh, today, I, I always buy the winner, as you all know from the the scarf rack behind me. But uh, today, for those of you, I received two in the mail, and so we have the. 2011 MLS Cup champions, which would be. I was hoping to have a. I was hoping to have a crest on this. They didn't even. They didn't even put a crest on this. It just says. Wow. It just says 2011 MLS Cup champions, which uh, should have been LA, right? That's I think if memory serves. And they're supposed to be the. the can't cult. tell. You can't tell. Well. Lame. I'm pretty sure it was LA, but got 2011 scarf in today, so that was fun. And then uh, the other one that I got, the 2012, and that one is indeed LA. I think that was their back-to-back here, so I think I got the 11 and the 12. But yeah, I got a 2011 and 2012. The oldest one I have, I think it's 05, and I believe is a Columbus nice. scarf. I got one of those, which is which is pretty cool, even though Cincinnati, but kind of, kind of an old school. 05 they i forget when they actually first started making them i know there's some houston ones uh, there's a colorado one uh that, that goes back kind of far uh, but uh i may maybe i'll get pennants or something after that but i'm trying to collect some sort of bit bit and piece from from each of the cups so that's that's where that's at quick little aside right there before we get into our housekeeping as we're going to start with the results from our Blank. I may have a spare thirteen Kansas City that you could that I could ship your way for the wall. I I think I have a that's the first one I think is when I when I got it. I think I've got a thirteen Kansas City. Do you have okay. a Sonos one? Because I also have multiple of those. I've I've got that's I think cool. I've got everything from Sporting Kansas City and thirteen up that I okay. that I've purchased. Uh, and then it's just the older. It's anything pre. I'll I'll post a list 
for, for the people. Okay. I'll post a list of what I have yeah, and what I'm looking for, and we'll, we'll go we'll go from there. All right. Uh, but let's get back to the the results from our experts invitational, and it is Donuts who has retaken the lead there. It's kind of bouncing back and forth between Donuts and and Ryan with lineup IQ, but Donuts is back on top with a, an overall record of 17 two and four. Uh, we're pretty solidly in places where we're, we're no longer having doubles of the overall scores and lots lots of times it's points but we're pretty getting to an area where lots of times it's just your score people are starting to have to pull away but uh yeah 17 2 and 4 for donuts who is currently leading the mls fantasy insider experts invitational league then heading over to our pro rel leagues uh, over there in the champions league still on top we have patrick smith with a record of 17 1 and 5 ashley what about the veterans yeah sloppy steaks uh keep keep home tight on that lead 16 1 and 6 he's uh they they have that league on the one draw um so there's a lot uh, four different teams with 16 wins um but sloppy sticks creeping in with that one draw so still on top for another week blaine what about the development league uh, it's still mcbean all-stars right now um he's still five points clear at the top of the table um there's a lot of turnover right behind him but it's yeah he's got it locked up for now and with this short time i don't know if he's gonna drop two games in order to give this up it's yeah. a battle it's a battle and heading over to of course the pro rel waitlist league it is still wawa wee with a record of 20 and 3 tearing it up in uh, in the waitlist league so congratulations everybody for uh, your successes and everyone who is playing. I hope you're enjoying it. I know it's been a lot of fun for us, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep it going as long as we can. Let's uh, start talking about the actual nuts and bolts for uh, this this upcoming round 24. It all starts on Friday, August 26th, uh, with uh, two games. We have Austin FC versus LAFC at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then a couple hours later, we have Portland versus Seattle. Cascadia Derby right there uh, at 10 o'clock. It's a big game for standings, too, if you care. Because those are the two best. Of course. Two of the three best, I guess I should say, teams for Shield. And then, yeah, that's a big Western Conference one for sure. So that kicks off on Friday, and then we have uh, a large amount of games, several games on Saturday, and we wrap up everything with three games on Sunday. So a good spread, a lot of opportunities for switcheroos and autoroos right here, so definitely consider that. No double game week teams this week, no buy teams this week, so uh, just keep an eye on who's starting and what days are starting, and for some games, the times. We'll get into that during our player pick section. Uh, but yeah, just keep an eye on everything, and uh, you should be able to have a much more relaxed round after this huge, huge double game week that we that we just had. So, uh, but of course, there is a double game week, multiple chances for people to have uh, injuries and cards and all sorts of stuff that is going to impact who you do select for this upcoming round. And uh, Blaine, let us know who is on the list that we have for this week. Yeah. Um... Got a couple of gut names that were interesting to come in. Ricky Puig got the uh, made his debut for the Galaxy. And then Brooks Lennon was back and started on the weekend for Atlanta, which is huge for their defense. He's an offensive power for for the defenders too. Picked up an assist and three bonus points in his first start back. So he got an eight in that game. Um, red cards and suspensions. We've got several players out with yellows and two red cards in here, but Nuobodo for Cincinnati, Acosta for Colorado. 
Ilya in LAFC, Santi Rodriguez for New York City, uh, Miggy Navarro for Chicago, uh, Archer for Columbus, uh, Pereira for Orlando, and Nathan for San Jose. Um, all big game changers for their teams and really change up how those teams play. So that's really good to have that list. Um, as far as injuries go, got a few question marks and a few that we know are a little bit more. Uh, Shaq Moore came off early. We don't have any updates on him. Watch the lineups there. Diego Rubio's got back spasms, and Pedro Santos has hamstring issues. Uh, Keegan Rosenberry's is un- unlisted at this time. Uh, Christian Roldan for Seattle with a sports hernia. Uh, they're saying short-term, but potentially day-to-day. Um, so just keep an eye on him there. And then Alfredo Morales for New York City is an upper leg injury. And Ranch was kind enough to put in there, this is the final week of FCL Qualifier 4. Oh, good update. Yes. Yep. That's it. So what that means, everyone, is this is the final week to be in the top 50 teams. And if you are, then you are going to be in the Fantasy Champions League. Champions League. There, there we go. And uh, that means the top 200 players that we've had from these first four quarters are going to duke it out for even more MLS Fantasy prizes. That's basically the same prizes that are up for grabs for the uh, overall league. And it's, again, uh, for the Champions League. So... Uh, two shots at prizes. It's double game, double game kind of situation right there for prizes. But yeah, that's that's what it is, and uh, should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun for those who make it and don't scrub out like me and at the last moment. So, but both Blaine and Ashley are going to be in it. So tough competition right there. Yeah, Blaine, have you clinched? No, no, yeah. don't jinx me. I'm sitting oh. after this 155. Jinxed. I'm sitting at 28 of 50 right now. I'm about six points clear of the 50 of the. 50th rank cutoff at the moment so yeah. i've still got a lot of work to do this weekend uh we have a, a bit of a information coming in from chat they were asking about uh, maxi morales and they said that he has been injured so also keep an eye on him if that's someone that you're that you're looking at he, yeah he's one of those i almost put him on the list he didn't play the second game of the double game week but he's been rotated a lot during double game weeks this year and i don't know whether it's because he's been injured or if they're trying to prevent more injuries. So just watch that. But with Santi out, I'm expecting him to go. There we go. All right. Well, we know why everyone's here. Uh, we've we've gone, done our intro. We have talked the fun things with the leagues and the takeaways. And now it's time to talk about players who we're going to be targeting for MLS Fantasy Round 24. All right, let's talk player targets for round 24, starting as always with keepers and defenders. Uh, majority, not many. We have a couple of double ups, a few, a little bit of variety here. So looking forward to seeing what chat has to offer. Uh, but for the majority, we are all looking at uh, Dane St. Clair as a keeper, either part of a keeperoo or not. And then when it comes down to defenders, we all have uh, Wagner and Lennon as as targets but after that it, it gets a little mixed up so ashley who are you looking at yeah i uh like like we said all of us are, are looking at dsc at the front end um let me just clarify that by saying i'm not touching a keeper or a defender from austin lafc or portland seattle and normally i do like to if there's a friday game or whatever right i do like to try to look at that lineup and see if i think that there's something just kind of for timing wise 
Um, I don't want anything to do with either of those games defensively. So the early game on Saturday is Minnesota at home versus Houston. I like that game enough. It gives me enough time to adjust if I need to. If I do need to adjust, I'm adjusting to Andre Blake. Um, I don't know what's going on with Diego Rubio, but I think it's affecting that attack. Um, I think that I like Philly at home on the swing that they're on enough to hold the shutout. Um, Blake's expensive, but, you know, he puts up the points. So um, if, if St. Clair doesn't work out, um, I will put in Blake as my starting keeper. I like Kai Wagner. Um, it's hard for me to not like Kai Wagner. Even on weeks he puts up a three, the next week he'll do two assists and a shutout. So um, <laughs> it's really hard to just drop him in any way from my lineup, you know, for the last couple rounds. Um, I think I like Brooks Lennon. You know, Brooks Lennon was a, was a player that, even though Atlanta wasn't posting shutouts, um, a lot of us were still going to for the bonus point production um, before he got hurt. I think he posted a nine this past weekend um, without a shutout. I like that. Um, I think, you know, the injury makes me hesitant. I'm sure Patrick can maybe weigh in and, t- and tell me if I'm crazy, but I, th- I think I like him back in this lineup this weekend um, for the matchup as well. And then I like Aaron Long. I'm considering Fuchs um, for Charlotte. You know, Toronto is scoring, and then they're not scoring, and then they are scoring, and he takes PKs. Um, It would probably be a bench play. Alternatively, instead of Christian Fuchs, I'm considering Richie Larea as my bench bench defender. Um, You know, two different sides of one game. Larea did not produce the way some of us thought he might in this double game week. Um, But I've watched one of his two games, and he does just get up in that wingback way. I talk about it all the time because I love it. Um, that you just know that he could connect at any moment. So um, I think he only got a six in the two games this past weekend. Uh, but I think going to Charlotte, I know they're in a, a little bit of a, of a run right now. I, I think he could produce something um, offensively. So that last spot for me is going back and forth between Fuchs and Larea. All right. Blaine. Yeah, I'm glad to know I'm not too far off. Um, right now I currently have... Dane St. Clair to Petrovich for New England. I do think Blake is my preferred keeper here as the backup, but the way my team is lined out for now, I can't fit Blake in. So it's got Petrovich is probably my third, and I I honestly expect good things from St. Clair anyway, so I don't know that it's going to matter that much. And if you see the right things there, that frees up if you're on if you're on Blake that frees up a potential second defender for Philly which would be a good shout for this week. I'm on Wagner, uh, Lennon's offensive monster. Although I do worry a little bit about DC. Uh, one of their new guys went over to the stands and apologized to the fans after that game. Uh, Rooney's not happy. I just I could see a big rebound game on this one, so I'm a little hesitant with the Atlanta defense, but I think Lennon offers enough going forward and enough bonus point potential to be there. I'm with Ashley on long. He was the second guy I put in my team before I realized Lennon was fully back and healthy. And then the weird one for me this week that some people may overlook just because of who they're playing is I like Shehas for uh, Chicago. He's done really well goal scoring. He gets on set pieces. Montreal doesn't have the strongest defense, and they're not the best set piece defense. I'll probably defer to Ryan to see if I can get some more stats on that before the weekend. But he's one of those guys that picks up some bonus points and gets involved in the attack. And 
Mihailovich is set for a transfer. All rumors are is he's going to be loaned right back to Montreal to finish out the season. But he was, I believe, out of the country doing his physical for this last week. And I just don't know what's up with Montreal and where they're going with that midfield. It's just there's a lot of moving pieces right now. So I could see their attack being a little off one week. Chicago's been pretty good. It is a home game for Chicago. So I like Shehos' potential for set pieces and some bonus points here as one of those sleeper differentials that may actually do something really big this round. Nice. Great additions there. Uh, for myself, I'm looking at Dane St. Clair uh, as the only keeper. I've sort of switched a little bit. I, I like doing keeper ruse, but at this point in the season with keepers just being so expensive uh, and every now and then wanting to squeeze a little bit more money even into the attack with some of these players, uh, was, I was just leaving a lot of money on my bench. And so I uh, I was looking at, uh, at a Blake keeper option. But I'm just going with Dane St. Clair completely. And what I've done with that is I'm actually going going with uh, Wagner and Glesnes, going with two Philly defenders right there. So I'm still getting that coverage, but I just have it with the field players instead of uh, using a keeper spot there. And uh, I am also looking at Lennon. For, for I'm going to scrub one of my defenders, as I usually do. And for my fourth defender, uh, it's a little bit TBD. Uh, Long is on the list that I was uh, looking at. Uh, but I'm also maybe considering Zussi as well. It's, it's kind of a long shot, but a, a lot of that is betting against DC United and to see if he can get some of those offensive points like he got last week. Uh, see if he can have a repeat with that going forward. Um other than that, I mean, you have you definitely do have some options you can look at. Charlotte has had some success with defense lately. There is also that risk with Toronto, and so that's a little bit of hedging right there. I have no idea what to expect with the Hell is Real Derby. Um, that's it could be it, there's there's goals historically in those results, but uh, I know that's that's uh, some weird things are going on on there i love blaine shout out for chicago that makes a lot of sense uh, even though we did mention at the top that there is some scoring going on by montreal and the others um and well and i guess you you could look for something coming from new england it's i i've seen by on on a lot of teams we didn't have him on on any of our lineups i think he's one worth considering he's he's higher in the list of offensive point creation and uh la is has historically this season has just been okay so there's there could be some some options for buy so i think he's worth throwing out if you're just looking at other options for for trying to fill out your team i think that's enough vamping for everybody to come back so Let's move on now to our midfielder options. Uh, we're going to start out with, uh, actually, we're going to start out with the majority. We only have one, and that was Reynoso. So he's the only midfielder that we all agreed on. Really? He was. Crazy. That was I mean, no we, Gazdag. I, Gazdag. Did, we, did we all have Gazdag? Yep. Oh, I see Gaz. You just <laughs> said Gaz. There we go. Sorry. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Reynoso and Gazdag are the only two that we all agree on for this week. And then we have some variety there. And both of you, since we did have the specific question from chat, uh, none of us have Zella. So if you want to say why, please do say why, just so that we get that content out there. So Blaine, you go first. Who are you looking at? Yeah. So I'm all over the place this week. And given my spot in Champions League, I'm really trying to figure out what chalk is going to be. Mm -hmm. so that I can kind of 
not get differentialed out of my top 50 spot. Yep, got to hold pace. Anybody yeah. that's in your position, I should say, go chalk. Yeah. You, you don't want to go too risky here and try something crazy that's going to make you drop 20 ranks. That's the worst thing you can do. So I'm thinking, matchup-wise, like, Reynoso and Gazdog were the two easy ads. I think those are the best matchups of the week for midfielders. That looks easy. I think first name that I'm going to throw out after that is I think you got to go Mukhtar versus Vancouver. Vancouver has been so hit and miss. Mukhtar has been so good. And I think about 60% of the of the game is going to go with him. And a lot of the top players are going to go with that safe option. So I'm leaning that way. Uh, for the same reason, I've got heel at home against LA. I, I don't like New England. I don't like the way they're playing. But we see heel put up eights and nines pretty consistently. And the Galaxy are not the strongest defense. They're not the strongest team. I think this is a chance for Heal to pick up more of his regular bonus points and just play it safe. My bench option at the moment is Driussi versus LAFC. I'm not sold on the LAFC defense. I think this is a chance to get a lot of points on the bench, but I can easily pivot away from it if Driussi does what he does and gives us a three. I think this is a safe play for me in this situation and see what's there. I can always pivot if LAFC comes out really strong, but I mean, we're missing Ilya for a red card. That means it's going to be Kellen Acosta, or did they trade him away again? I can't even remember what they've done. No. Yeah, it's one of those, like, I who's left in the LAFC midfield? Sifu didn't play on the second game of the double game week. Is he hurt? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, I've got so many questions. I think you need to look at Austin here. And with those five, Zella was out for me on that. Um, with the news that Nuovado is suspended for yellow card accumulation, I could actually see Zella jumping back into my lineup here. I think that Nuovado fundamentally changes the dynamic in Cincinnati, and I think their defense gets infinitely worse with him out. I don't think we can say how valuable he has been to the defense and the structure of that team as, as a whole. So I don't think you're crazy if you're trying to look at Zella on the road to what we have considered a halfway decent defense for most of the season. Definitely not the group that's given up four and five goals a game like they used to be. One, maybe two, but they're... But no Nuobido makes me really cautious there. So those are the guys I'm looking at. But again, I'm waiting to see where the chalk goes to because everybody's all over the place. And I see several other names on the list that are going to be talked about here in a minute that are intriguing, but I'm not as sold on them yet, so I want to hear what others have to say on certain names. Ashley, what do you have to say about those certain names? Yeah, again, like you said for majority, I like Reynoso, I like Gasseg. Those are two guys for me that were just kind of in my team. Um, I'm looking at, at Morgan for Red Bull this week. Um, I, I like what he put up. Now, he got benched for the second game of their double game week, which pissed me off. The start him. Um, I think he ended the week with 10. It was okay because he scored in the first. But um, I do want to make sure that that's just a rotation thing. I like Red Bull at home at Red Bull Arena against Miami. I think Miami is on the up. I think that they're performing better. I still like him at home in that matchup. Um, <clears throat> I also alternatively like Almada um, for Atlanta at home against DC. I agree with Blaine that I think this could be a bounce back game for them. Um, but Atlanta really needs this. I mean, we're running out of weeks, and they are second to the bottom in the East. 
Um, that is not where <laughs> they want to be. That's not where the ownership wants them to be. That's not where Gonzalo Pineda wants them to be. Um, they are basic. Oh, Morris. They are basically healthy now. Um, I know. I know someone will tell me the four people that are still hurt, and I understand. Um, but I like Almada and the Benz with that matchup. I am very much lineup dependent on Carlos Hill. I know he put up like a seven the other week, uh, and we all were like, no, 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 he could still do it even with this lineup. If he is not in the middle as a ten, I will rotate him to somebody else. I I just don't know that I think he can produce the same thing um, that we want him to produce, that we're used to him producing uh, in this altered Rennick-led attack that is the New England Revolution right now. Um, if Bo's in, he's in, right? Um, I think a lot of us feel like that. But if he is not in the position that we know Carlos Heal to thrive in, I don't think I want him this week. Um, I am not as sold as Blaine is, even though it makes sense to me, on Mukhtar. Mukhtar, for me, is an MVP frontrunner, but Vancouver at home is doing things that none of us expect Vancouver to do. Um, I don't know that I think he can go all the way across the country to that crappy turf in that little indoor arena um, and put up the same thing that he's been doing with that Vancouver team, finally getting a good lineup, getting used to what they want to do, coming off of a good productive week um, with their midfield. I don't know that I think he'll run all over them the way he has at home. The bulk of his, we've talked about this before. I think it was the episode where Patrick was on. The bulk of Mukhtar's production comes at home. At home, he is a lock. On the road, he's still had good good rounds, um, but it's not the like the must own that he is you know at home and then i mean i'll, I'll leave some to you read because i'm i'm assuming you'll have some something to chip in because it's it's the hell is real derby but i don't think zella is a bad pickup this week but on that same token i don't think lucha would be a bad pickup this week um alternatively zella as we all know can be kind of hot and cold right so he had didn't produce this past week um where in a game where the team scored and he wasn't a part of it um he only has seven points across the last two weeks that's really low for him um but in the four games before that he had a 16 and 18 and eight and a six um so you know i don't know that i think he's in a in a slump i think that um this is a game where he could definitely produce um, but it's still a road game. It's still a game Cincinnati takes seriously. It's still a game that Cincinnati, you know, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Reed is doing better in the standings. This is a game that... We're not last. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're a playoff contender. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, I definitely think that this could be a good, a good week for Zilla. And simultaneously, Lucha, like for me, because of the matchup, those two players are kind of interchangeable this week. So... Um, I think, I think you could go either way, but I don't, I'm not ready to say that Zell is in a slump if, if that's fair, but I am definitely ready to say if heel is out of position the way he's been the last two weeks, I, I don't think I want him. 
I agree. Heal's not someone uh, that I'm looking at as as essential for for the team. He's definitely not. I don't think uh, an always captain heal and always have heal. Uh, as so, it's maybe Nacho heal. Uh, no, that was that was a a brought to you by we toyed with his brothers there. Now maybe he'll get a little boost a boost there. But uh, no, I, I don't think he, he is essential. He's not in my team. Uh, I'll address some of the other suggestions from chat first. Going through here. Uh, mentioned Gold in that other side of that Mukhtar Vancouver there. I think he's definitely a strong option. Uh, Nashville has not been as uh, solid as they have in the past with defense, and Gold has some good form, and we know about his quality from previous seasons. So I think that's definitely uh, one you could look at. Uh, you could look at some of of the options from Austin. I know Jerusi is one. He is the current Golden Boot leader uh, by a couple of points over, over Mukhtar's number two with 16 he's got 18 so uh, some options there uh, LAFC some rotations for sure with this last double game week so maybe waiting for this Austin match but you definitely have uh, options there from Austin to look at uh, f- hell is real okay we'll get we'll get to that um there are goals in hell is real and if you look at the history of it it massively favors Columbus you're welcome you're welcome. Uh, it, it favors Columbus, but there's goals on both sides. Two, two to three goals usually. Uh, it's around four to five goals total is how these things, how this is usually played out historically. And Columbus has been the victor the majority of the time. So I, th- I, I have coverage from both sides this week. I do have Acosta in my team. Uh, I've got. We already mentioned guys like Reynoso. Uh, I have uh, Almeida in my team, and I may go with Zella because because Blaine makes very good points about Nuevo not being there. That does open up that field a lot because he has been very important for the success of the team right now. But I, I think having coverage from Cincinnati and Columbus is definitely um, a decent strategy for this time. They're both competing for the playoff spot. Columbus is already there, but I think Cincinnati's just a point or two, maybe one point behind Columbus. I mean, there's a lot of shuffling that can still happen in those spots. And so that that is a game with the history of goals. That is a game that this season has teams desperately trying. It, it matters for the overall rankings. It matters so much for Cincinnati as well, just with what they've been able to do this year. So I, I think there's going to be a lot online for there. Since he is one point behind Columbus, Columbus is the last team over the line. Columbus has a game in hand on Cincinnati. There we go. There we go right there. So it's going to be it's going to be tough and Cincinnati has tended to uh just just draw. And that's that's been disappointing. Uh Mukhtar I still think is 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 one to consider. He would probably be the one for my team I would drop first for another player because he does have great form. He we know what kind of a quality player he has. Um but that is a lot of distance to travel in play so there's a lot of great midfielder options this week uh keep checking out for for more updates from everybody on discord and uh just from from other conversations you'll see in stats coming out because there there are definitely going to be some good options as we're going into that round i think that covers everybody um good good comment from chat i will mention right now lafc's already clinched a playoff spot that's going to be happening more as well as we're winding down our season. As teams start to clinch their spots, watch that rotation because they're going to want to keep key players healthy. They may still play them depending on what they're playing for. If they want to try to go for a supporter show run or whatever they're going for, but or derbies and things coming up. But 
do keep an eye out that as teams clinch their spots, it becomes harder. I know on MLS, they get the little X's and Y's and things next to their name. I like going to 538 to the MLS section. You can actually see some percentage chances teams have if they're going to make it or not. I think that's a fun little chart to look at. But uh, but yeah, yeah, do be aware of the playoff picture to see how things are, are turning up and how that could impact rotations. We'll I, mention that as we get closer to. I will say to that, I commented, but they want the shield. And then I pulled it up and I'm seeing that they are six points clear with a game in hand of the shield. So they might they might be well ready to rest. They they want the cup. So yeah, they, they, they want to be in the center spot of my scarf rack. That's, that's mm-hmm. what... That's what that's they what want to do. That's what they're for. That's what Will Ferrell that's, for them, that's, right? Exactly. That's what it is. All right, let's move over to our forward picks for this round. And could you imagine? No majority. No we we no. don't have three of us. We have a couple of twos, but uh, no majority right there. Ashley, start us out. Who do you like for forwards this week? Yeah, I like Insigne. He's just scoring bangers. I don't even, honestly, watching the game, I don't know that I like him the most as a, as the striker pairing. But he put up the most points, and he scored a goal. Um, he looks fun. And so I'm always kind of enticed by strikers like that, um, you know, that that can put up those types of performances. Um, the next player I added, which neither of you liked, so now I question everything, is uh, Jesus Ferreira um, at home against RSL. I like Dallas at home. Um, I think that this is a matchup that could favor them. I think Jesus Ferreira is close um, in that golden boot race enough that I think he it might be on his mind, I'm assuming. Um, but I liked the matchup. <laughs> I was in, enticed with so many road players this week when I first looked at the games that it made me feel like everything I wanted was wrong. Um, so I was trying to focus a little bit more on some of the home home team matchups that I liked, and this was one that I liked. Uh, and then I keep going back and forth between Swiderski and then Cujo Hernandez. Um, this is Cujo's first Hell is Real. Um, like you said, Reed, there's goals in this rivalry game. Um, I, I, I think I like him in it. Um, Swiderski's been putting up some pretty consistent numbers at home. Toronto, as we've seen, is not a collective defense, especially on the road. Um, so I'm, I'm considering him as kind of a differential, maybe a bench pick. I say differential and then he'll be on Skylar's list and everyone will grab him. But, um, instinctively I thought that might be something others might not have, but then just to throw it out there and I know it will sound Homer and I don't even know if I'm recommending it. Raul Ruiz has scored in almost every trip to Portland he's ever had. Um, it's not, I'm not going to pick him up <laughs> because I am too kind of fearful as the Sounders fan. Um, I get kind of nervous sometimes when I pick them up, but he is so consistent in sport against LA. Um, I think he might be getting back in a rhythm. At best, I consider him a bench pick, but his consistency against Portland, not just in Portland, but in general, kind of speaks for itself. Uh, so if you're looking for something kind of crazy, which I know Blaine had said, if you're if you're hunting for that champions, it's about don't go crazy, go chalk. Uh, but if you're looking for something a little a little different, I think Rui might be someone on that list. And I think it's if it's not on on uh, Tyler's differentials list, then it's not truly a differential. And Skylar's in chat, so your pick's definitely going to be there. So okay, they, great. There you go, right there. Blaine, who are you looking at? 
Yeah, we were all in different places this week. Um, I do have Insigne for Toronto. I just I like the way he's playing. I like the matchup. Charlotte hasn't been keeping clean sheets. Um, part of me is tempted to double up on the bench with Insigne and Bernadeschi and take whoever hits because Bernadeschi has filled in on a couple of those games where Insigne hasn't hit. And I think there's Toronto goals in this one. So And he's taking PKs. Yeah. This is this is really weird for me because I've been wrong on this one before. And this week I got it right. It's like, where do you go with the Toronto guy? It might be in your best interest to go ahead and double up if you don't have strong feelings about your other two. Because it's never a bad one when you think a team's got goals. road game, though. You don't want to double up on a road game against a team that's been producing. If you think you've got goals. Sure. I, Yeah, it, it's one of those weird ones. I've, I'm looking back at Carranza. Um, Colorado has not kept a clean sheet in over a month. They've been giving up goals to everybody. I mean, Vancouver got two on them. Houston just got one on them. Uh, Minnesota put up three, and Minnesota really hadn't been scoring as much right before that. New York Red Bulls got four by them. Like, they've been letting goals into everybody. Um, I think a team like Philly clicking the way they are, I think this is a really good shout for a repeat on that one. Not six goals, but I think Carranz is going to be right back on the score sheet. And then... I'll go Homer. He's got five and four. Agata is definitely a name that we have to watch out for. I I wasn't sold on him completely. I've got a couple others that I like. Ferrer is one of them. But when I saw that Nathan's out for a suspension, you take out that big central presence for San Jose, and they've traded Calvo away this year. I just I think there's going to be space for Agata to work. Um, I love listening to this kid talk. You ask him, they asked him about how he feels about his scoring and everything. He goes, everybody else is doing all the work. I'm just eating. And so when you've got a team that's feeding a striker who is just putting them in consistently, you kind of go back to that striker. And I think the way this whole game lines out, Shallowy, Russell, and Tommy are just going to keep feeding him. And I think he's going to be on the receiving end of a lot more good opportunities with Nathan out. And it's really hard for me to shy away from him. And I know it's full homer on that one, but I think the, the matchup, the the way this game is going to play out, I think this bodes really well for a lot more Agata points this week. So I'd say you're not full of homer because I actually also liked Agata. He was, he was one of the overlaps that, uh, that you and I had, right there uh i like his form and i also saw that nathan absence and that that was a big um influencer in, in me targeting him his price is also great too so if you're still trying to, to squeeze some money out that's that's a great value right there a little overlap with with ashley because she had this listed as a question mark but uh, i do have uh cucho on my team again uh hell is real i i expect there to be four or five goals in this game so watch watch it be like a one one or zero, zero, zero. zero. Yeah, it'll be a zero, zero. But no, I, I expect there to be goals uh, with this game, and I will likely imagine Columbus are probably going to have have uh, the upper hand, especially with some of the defensive woes that Cincinnati tends to still be working on, working on fixing, but some of those late goals and equalizers. Uh, so so I do like uh, Cucho as well. The third spot, I'm not sure. I definitely can cons- consider it Insigne. Um, 
I also considered Vasquez. The the worry about the Cincinnati side is even though they just re-signed Vasquez, love that. Brenner's also been been out there. He's been doing some have some production, so uh, I think there's some question about maybe where goals might come from uh, on the Cincinnati side from the forwards. I feel much better about Acosta pick there. Um, uh, you could look over to your favorite forward from Atlanta if you want. I think that's that's an option with the DC woes and what's going on. So that's a total bet against DC right there or going with, with your favorite person with, with Toronto. Um, we also mentioned Kyoto at the start of the show with, with Montreal on the road to Chicago. Maybe Blaine made a great case though, for why you might want to consider one of Chicago's defenders. So something to consider there, but there is some, some form right there. If you want to look at that, Probably not the top three, though. So I think that that would be a fringe one. Definitely much more of a differential if you're looking at at that. Looking over at chat, I think we've covered a lot. Uh, people were looking at. Yeah, don't don't forget Tati is not here anymore. So if anyone's looking for, for that. I don't forget. I think about it every single day. Ashley, Ashley. Oh, too soon. Too soon. He scored. He's scoring, man. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, Reed, you touched on one that was on my radar, but I ended up passing on him. I like Joseph Martinez for Atlanta this week, but my worry is with the rotation we've seen and with sure. him being benched several times, yep. I, I'm i really worried that he gets benched for the DC game, and then where do you go? Because when he's benched, okay, Cisneros starts, it's but Cisneros, Cisneros comes off after 45 minutes. Yeah. The striker game for Atlanta has been a little tricky the past, like, I'd say, what, five or six rounds. Yeah. If Joseph starts, I, I expect him to go 60 minutes or more. I think that's enough for him to get the job done. I just, if he doesn't start, where do I go? Um, Abair has not been starting for New York City, and I don't understand it. I told he you this. Right? We had this whole conversation. <laughs> yeah. He was scoring at a great clip, and then he just they just bench him. Torito, I guess maybe, but I don't think New England's defense is, is poor enough, right? And then yeah, I don't think they're that bad. I don't trust the defense. But yeah, um, Kara against New York City? No, I it just it's like where do you go if if doesn't start yeah. and you can't? I can't in good conscience recommend that, knowing that there is a potential that he would not play. There's better options on Saturday, if was what you're saying. If he doesn't play, there's yeah. better options on Saturday, which you can't go back. Stuck if he doesn't play, and that's that's been my big thing. I really like that matchup. I think if that game was first game of the week, he well, would be a lock in my roster. But so there's there's two things you could do if you like it, right? You could start him, and then hope your bench hits. And if the bench hits, you scrub. Yosef's your first scrub, right? Or you could use him as a bench play, and if he doesn't hit. No harm, no foul, right? Yeah. Just throwing it out there, guys. Tactical suggestions if you're interested in Joseph Martinez. He's definitely one to consider. I mean, DC DC is whoa right now, so lots of lots of stuff. All right, let's uh, some conversation in chat uh, talking about again Vasquez. I mean, yeah, Vasquez has got five goals in his last five games, but it's five goals. He's not a scored a goal in every game. He had a brace against Miami. Brenner had a game, brace against Miami as well. He's on good form. He's in he's in reaching distance of potentially a golden boot to see what what things are going on. So not not a bad option. You're just sort of looking at uh, yeah, you could definitely go with him. I think there will be goals on both sides, and he's definitely one who who could 
produce. So not yeah. not a bad pick at all if you want to go with Vasquez, I think. Yeah, Vasquez oh, Brenner's in that same boat with Toronto. It's like you almost want to take both and throw them on your bench and you're you're bet you're betting on the game, not on the player. And yeah. you take whoever you take whoever hits and if they both hit, great. Yeah. If like that's just one of those risky gambles that you're gonna fifty fifty that you pick wrong. Yep. All right, let's wrap everything up with our captain picks. Blaine, who are you looking at? I poured over this for a while, and there's some good midfield options out there, but I think Ray gets the nod because he's at home against a somewhat weak Houston team, and just the way Minnesota has been playing lately, um, I think this matchup versus Houston is probably the best midfield matchup of the weekend for a captain spot. Now, I say that, and Fragapane is going to have the much better game. I know he's being talked about in chat a little bit. And he has scored a lot lately. He's outscored Reynoso in a couple of their recent games. And it's that old thing I've said for a while. When you're looking for them to score, Fragapane is usually on the score sheet more. Ray picks up more bonus points. but So that's, that's that always a worry in the back of my mind. But Reynoso's been playing so well lately, and the bonus points have made up for Fraga's inconsistency. So I'm leaving it on Ray for now. Ashley. Yeah, in his last four games, he's got a 15, a 7, an 8, and an 11. Um, and he's only got on the score sheet uh, three times in those last four games. Um, I, I like Reynoso this week, too. I think that they're... Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know that there is a chalk captain pick this week. I think that there's a couple decent options where if someone told me this person was their captain choice, I'd be like, yeah, I could see that. Um, for me, I agree with what Blaine said. I like the home. I like the matchup. I like the current run of form. So for me, it's probably going to be Reynoso this week. Yep, I agree. This is called a triple sweep. Uh, I also like Reynoso. Uh, they've both been fairly consistent. I, I think I think Ray's been a, a bit more consistent. He's missed a couple of games, and so he's got some zeros in there. But yeah. when he, if you look at when he's played, he's he still has been getting that production a little bit more than Fragapane. Uh, tough, tough uh, problem to have, I guess, for uh, for Minnesota. Check with Christian before before you end. So mm-hmm. that's what you would. But yeah, we'll we'll see more about captains. A lot of us like him right now. So you could potentially look at someone from Hell Is Real. Uh, there's there's some good matchups there as well so it'll be good to see more about this discussion we could go back to the lafc discussion if sifu's out with Ilya out if there are some injuries there if vela's not starting or whatever depending on what they throw out what lafc throw out there i think you may want to keep austin on your radar on friday night if it's a heavily rotated lineup for lafc again i do think that pushes austin possibly ahead of minnesota for one of the better matchups of the weekend I mean, maybe, right? So it's the current dominantly supporter shield winning team of LAFC. Um, but they just got their first real loss. Uh, so it's just going to be interesting to see how they respond to that, right? Um, do they double down and start everyone who's able to? Do they, you know, are Bale and Chiellini no longer on? What, what's the term that they keep using? It's like pre-approved break or something. What is it called? It's like, oh. There's a term they put it under their names every time. It's basically it's whatever NBA uses. Yes, yeah, it's like approved leave or something ridiculous. Um, Managing their minutes or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, minutes, minutes management. Um, 
Like I, I don't know. Like I just um, right. Yeah. Minutes managed. Load, load uh, management. That's load what it, management. I, uh, I like minutes managed. Uh, yeah, I'm going with that. I'm sticking with it. I don't know. I just don't. I don't think LAFC is going to respond well to losing to San Jose in the way that they did, and barely pulling out a win against a very poor DC United team up a man. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So I think kind of like what you were saying, Blaine, I think it is roster dependent. What do you see? What do they put out? Um, but Austin also another loss this weekend. And so do they really want to, want to crush it to LAFC? We've talked a couple different times about Austin at home and how dominant Austin is at home. So when I saw that matchup, I thought, well, I don't want anything to do with that because LAFC is LAFC right now, but you're right. I mean, if they're missing the core of that midfield, um, if they're not putting some of those big names on the field, Austin, yeah, that's yeah, he plays right where Ilya is, and Ilya's out with this red card suspension this week. Like that's one for sure miss. Yeah, for LAFC. And what's up with Sifu? I mean, I don't know. Week he missed a game. Now he's going to have what ten days rest. Yep. They really want to give him ten days. I can't see him trying to give ten days rest. If you're going to rest him, you rest him in the midweek. I have killed myself a lot this year on tinkering. But I will agree with you, Blaine, by saying that that game might be a look at the roster, go with your gut type of a game for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah I just definitely. think it'd be a disservice to the community not to say if LAFC is that bad. I think Drew is probably the better captain pick over Ray. Mm, bold, bold. But yeah, that was bold. You jumped a couple steps ahead of me. I was just going to say he should be in your team. But yeah, I know. <laughs> I, 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 like, I, no, I see the logic. I, I, I hear you. you no Ilya, no Vela. Yeah. Like that right there is enough to really consider. You know, Reed and I are never going to cap at someone that plays in the first game of the week. So exactly. So the, there it is. There. <laughs> well, not not, not your chalk, not your yeah. chalk pick, Blaine. But if you want to go with it, go for it. All yeah. right. If you do go with that, let us know how it all turns out. That's all that we have for the show this week. Uh, again, games are starting on Friday, so have your lineups ready right there. Let's wrap up everything with our plugs, Blaine. Um, big shout out to the ladies and the fans in Kansas City. They set a new attendance record last night and uh, extended the unbeaten streak to 11. Um, for them, that's half a season unbeaten now. They play 22 games. And so that's a huge one for the team in the city. I just love that the women's game is growing. And just a huge shout out to that le- or to them and that league in general. That league is fun. That's, it's cutthroat. I think no coach has been tenured for longer than three years now, and it may not even be that. Uh, the defending champs just let their coach go today. So NWSL is getting fun, and I know our season's getting ready to wrap up. But if you can watch the women, go find them. They're they're a blast to watch right now. Mm-hmm. Ashley. Um, my shout-out is Sil Morris. Aww. It's just still, it's just still him because I couldn't think of anything. He's so cute. And, of course, for me – Check oh, out MLSFantasyBoss.com for, for the articles and uh, content that we have there uh, when, when I'm not out sick with the baby. And also head over to the Discord channel. That is the best place to get up-to-the-minute uh, advice, to chat with other like-minded, crazy fantasy fanatics. Uh, the easiest way to get to that is MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. It's free, it's fun, and you can hang out with lots of cool people. So definitely go and check that out thank you so much everyone for joining us tonight glad to be back that we could put the show up and glad to see people in chat and as always good luck